guys, and welcome back to Soul Sunday. We've made it, episode 10. Woo, woo, woo! Gang, gang! Mm-hmm. End of season one. I want to say thank you to everyone that shared, everyone that's liked, that subscribed. I watched the numbers go up, and it's been amazing, man. It's been wicked. I've loved it. I've loved it. I've loved it. So um, I'm ready for season two. But first, let's get through this one. This is the podcast that entertains, inspires, educates, and feeds your soul. I'm your host, Jade Aisha, and I'm back with another guest. MJ, what's good, babes? Hey. How are you? Excited to be on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm really good, thank you. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. Just the season and all that. Everyone's all jolly and happy. Christmas. Despite the big C trying to take everyone out, but it's all right. We're all good. (laughs) <laughs> we're right no, real. <laughs> uh, so we're going to talk about your job what you do as an actress yeah. who you are what your day-to-day is like so where better to start than the beginning cool where did the passion start where did it come from what do you know what I can literally see when you say where did it start I can see myself in the house that I'm sat in right now dancing around yeah and I just feel like I've always had it in me just whether it's attention seeking or just being my authentic <laughs> self just being very passionate about dancing very passionate about singing loving to act and just my parents putting me in a my local drama school when I was younger and just being able to express myself five days a week at my local dance school so I started yeah. pretty young I would say four Four years old is when I started dancing and wow. acting and singing. So, yeah, that's how it started. I love that. I love that. And then you went on to go to Brit school. I did. Which is, like, everyone's goal. It was everyone lovely. Wants, everyone wants everyone to Everyone who's there. been to Brit, it's like that, if you know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> those that get it, get it. Yeah. And those that don't, don't. <laughs> yeah, like, it's one of those places where you're, just able to be your most authentic self. Yeah. Whether that is dancing, whether that is through drama or singing. I'm going to watch this whole thing through the Whether that's through singing, whether that's art or tech design. Like, they have so many different niches that you can dip your toe into that it is just the most safest, creative place I've ever been. And you make friends for life. Like, I can't, I can't imagine those two years like not doing those two years of training was it was I love that what was your day-to-day like oh so at Brit the the day-to-day was um split into three disciplines so dancing singing and acting you would tend to do your like strenuous dancing (laughs) in the morning um you would have you could do peri singing lessons so private singing lessons okay you also get like group singing lessons ensemble singing lessons um you train in the styles of ballet, tap and jazz. So you have like, oh, it's just, it's so, it's so much fun. Now I'm really smart. <laughs> it's so much fun. Like, so you, um, and you do assessments each term. So you yeah. can kind of track your progress and set targets for yourself. Um, and in your second year, you do final major projects. So people from the industry can come and watch, your family can come and watch and see how you've grown in your craft over the two years that you've been there. So you split up really, really well. And I would say you get a a nice, even 
amount of training for all three disciplines. So yeah. yeah. And this was in replacement for your GCSEs. Yeah. So <laughs> I finished my GCSEs. I did quite well actually. Proud yeah. of myself. You know. <laughs> Am I using any of them now? No. <laughs> Irrelevant. But, um, Irrelevant. And then I went to do A-levels at mm. my same school that I did my GCSEs. And my local dance teacher, who I still went to my stage school, was like, you know you can do, like, all three of the disciplines in one. And yeah. I was like, I did not know. Like, I'm one of the least industry, industry people you'd ever meet. Like, I just <laughs> didn't realise that you could do it. So I was there juggling English literature a level which i wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy (laughs) (laughs) i was juggling all these a levels and then still going to my dance school in the evening and i was like "Mm, it's a bit much but yeah Yeah. that's how i found out about brit school because my dance teacher was like yeah you can do it all in one place and you don't have to like oh okay i thought you went for gcse so you went for a levels what would be equivalent yeah 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 Yeah, i did my okay there so yeah i did Normal school from year seven to eleven. Then I did a year of A levels, which I hated. Mm. And then that's when I was like, "Oh, I don't have to hate life. I can go to British school." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how I stumbled across that brilliant place in South London. I love that. <laughs> We're not going to throw any shade to stuff. I'm pretty sure I've done it in another podcast. People are going to stop coming <laughs> to me at some point. Yeah. <laughs> so. When you ended up finishing Brit School, did they prepare you for the outside world, the castings, auditions, everything like that? What was that like? So in our second year, like I mentioned, we did final major projects. And around that same time, like loads of people were auditioning for the further education. So like your degrees worth of musical theatre. And again, I didn't really... I was like, what is everyone doing? Like, why is everyone panicking about this, that and that? Turns out it was audition season. So auditioned for, I think I auditioned for maybe five drama schools. And from there is when, that's when I would really say I managed to get out in the industry a bit more, meet new people, network, and just whilst doing my craft. So we did three years at the college that I trained at called Arts Ed and I would say my third year there is when you start doing workshops and you're introduced to loads of different people from outside of the, yeah. the building and yeah that's when I think stuff really started to kick off because you're like, oh, pop in. I'm not I'm training but I'm also a self-employed businesswoman who has to use her voice to get what she wants or yeah ask a question so yeah that's when it really started I'd say is in college that's really interesting I don't think many people look at people in the arts as business people Mm. do you get what I mean I think Mm -hmm. that really goes over their their head when it comes to to things like that and you are you're you're self-employed really you're not taught that you're really not taught like one of the first things you have to do or I had to do when I left is get an accountant sort out my taxes yeah look for an agent, do this, do that. And it's just like, none of this stuff has been taught yet. It is all crucial things to be able to live a sustainable, successful life in the industry. Like, yeah. So did you have lessons on that? Like taxes and... Well, we, to be fair, the college yeah. that I went to, we did have, um, it was called contextual studies. And we had like accountants come in, we had agents come in, we had... Um, 
just people from the industry telling us what it will be like when we get out to the best of their knowledge or just personalized to their to their knowledge basically so we did have some of it but I also think you don't really you don't really process it until you go through it yourself yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you learn as you go along. Oh, MJ, I'm here to sort out your taxes for you. Know, MJ, you need to look <laughs> online. You need to get on gov.com and do all of that yourself. Like it's, it's. I think you learn Scary. more when you're, yeah, you're put out there into the big wide world. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you have an agent now. How yeah. did you get? Your, how did you get your agent? Because I feel like everyone feels like that is the way to get into the industry. But mm-hmm. I've been watching a few people's journeys, and other people have been scouted in different ways, and yeah, they got an agent quite late or whatever. Yeah. Like, how did that come Everyone's about for you? Everyone's journey is so different. Um, love my agent, Miss Nina Lee. <laughs> Shout <me>. out. <laughs> she was one of the ladies who came to our contextual studies lessons whilst I was training, and from there I was like, mm, okay, like. I hear you, girl. Talking lots of lots of facts. Really liked her yeah. vibe. Um, so the way I got my agent was through my the school that I trained at. Art said we did our shows in third year, and my agent was very supportive. Um, really kept in good contact with me. I think communication for me is something that I'm really big on. Yeah. But I would definitely say that I have quite a few friends who when we talk about how to get agents or how what's the next steps going forward, I would definitely say my biggest advice if you're looking for an agent is to be able to say no to your agent. You're a partnership. And if you can't say no, then yeah. there's a problem. There is a problem. So <laughs> I just, I went for meetings with other agents and you just narrow it down to like your top whoever. And then you go from there. And I think that's, I actually speak about that to my friends quite a lot because I think choosing an agent is like, it's a big deal, but also you do not need an agent. <laughs> you don't need oh, an really? agent. Oh, really? Like, you do not need an agent. And I think a lot of um, people who are wanting to get into the industry think that you do, but you can do it on your own. And you don't have to pay commissions if you do that. But... Yeah, you do not need an agent to be a successful person in the industry. You really, really don't. Talk me through the pros and cons of having an agent. Mm-hmm. So, pros. The pros, to me, outweigh the cons. Yeah. In my specific, from for me personally. Um, the pros are, if I have a question, let's say to do with my payment or an audition, I can just push that question to the agent and the agent is the middleman, middlewoman, to answer those questions. Um, yeah. They help with my payslips. So they send those out weekly, um, have a good old chit-chat. Like, <laughs> I think that I'm trying to think of a negative to have an agent, and it would really be just the commissions. But when you think of what they do, as in your partnership, you realise as well. they are pushing for these auditions for you. You don't have to then be on, we call it spotlight, and look in myself. Like, I don't have to do that. That is my agent's job. That is what I pay her to do or him to do. So that would be the cons is that if, if you see you're her, paying them yeah. to do a service, but if you feel like you can do that service yourself, go for okay. it. Okay. <laughs> um, I didn't have this written down, but 
you touched on finance a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go into the ins and outs of how much you get paid, obviously. But how do how do how do actors get paid? It's so, well because I guess it's different depending on what projects you do and this that, and yeah. other. But you as a West End performer, mm-hmm. yeah. So we we um at the job that I'm at right now, I'm yeah. self employed, but I work for a company. Yeah. So that, that company will pay my agent a certain amount of money and then my agent will take commissions from that okay. and then my agent will then send me my cut and we get paid weekly and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing my bank oh, account really? <laughs> it should I love getting paid weekly because I like nice things but then I'm also like <laughs> mm, mm. yeah it gets it's you in the so mindset of oh money's always coming yeah yeah so um yeah that's how it works we're self-employed but we work for a company and that company will pay the agent and the agent will pay you but lots of agencies are different because I know um I have a friend who gets paid from the company and then she has to send the commissions to her agent oh it it really works out different for For everyone yeah every agency that is interesting Mm. um castings what struggles have you had with castings and auditions so I think I went to a drama school where I was the only person who looked like myself. <laughs> and I mean, there were other black people there. If you didn't hear in my voice, I'm black, everyone. Um, but, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm from like a, a drama school where there wasn't many people that looked like me. And I've noticed now that I'm auditioning for things that I'll go places and I'm like, oh, there's more, like, I don't I shouldn't be sure like Like, it's a bit like I find that really really cool I'm like oh my gosh it's nice to be in a room full of like-minded oh my god yeah it just it puts a smile on my face so I don't know whether that's a a good thing or a bad thing because obviously we're all wanting this the job we want the job but I think it's a a good it's nice it's empowering um to have that in an audition but if I'm honest I think I came straight out of drama school and went straight into a job and then from that job moved me to another job so yeah. I've not really been in an audition process like what I know some of my friends have been in so I'm I'm eager to get out there and do auditions and just I think I've gone past that stage of being a nervous wreck in an audition and just going <laughs> into a room and I keep saying it being your authentic self I think especially after the year we've all had you just feel more in tune with who you are. Yeah. And when I'm auditioning for you, I'm also auditioning you. I might not want to work for you if I've met you. Yeah. So that's what yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. No one ever thinks of that. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, I could go to the audition, have a great time and then get the job. Or I might go to the audition and be like, you know what? As much as I did enjoy it, I know it's not for me. Yeah. So it's just being okay with whatever the situation is, trying to be graceful about it and, doing your best you know (laughs) (laughs) so you came out of well you didn't even come out of college you were still in education when you auditioned for your current role Mm -hmm. um in the Book of Mormon tell me about that what's what's that like what's like being in the West End and yeah going straight from education into working because not many people do that as a well as a graduate let's say Mm -hmm. usually you're kind of lingering around deciding where you want to be what you want to do take up a few little shitty jobs but you was like straight from what I want to do into what I'm doing like yeah do you know what I, I mean for me personally manifestation is real guys it's yeah because <laughs> I remember being in second year and being like well this time next year I'm not joking. this time next year 
I'm gonna have a job. I'm not gonna worry about that because I'm gonna have a job. So the long story short is we had um I think it was four back to back audition days at college where mm. casting directors and agents came in and we prepared material for them and we did it. <laughs> like we did it, we did back to back auditions. And from there, um our lovely casting director is who spotted me at drama school and then I went for a couple of auditions for Mormon and got the job. It was quite a quick process. Now that I look back, I'm like, oh. Yeah. Like, that was speedy. It was a nice transition. Mm. Um, and I got the job, so I was in the Book of Mormon, original UK and Europe cast. Wow, <laughs> mouthful. So, yeah, and then um, they moved me from the tour cast to the cast in the West End. So yeah. that's where I am now. Um so yeah, it was just, I know I've not had a, the same ride that a lot of people have had, but that's just how it's worked out for me. I, was, yeah. I auditioned, went straight out, left school a little bit early and have been working in the Book of Mormon since. And it feels like a long time, but we've had a pandemic in the middle. <laughs> so yeah, it's been about two years now. Yeah. So the pandemic hit mm. and you decided that you was going to train as an anti-caker. <laughs> I watched a YouTube video. Talk me through that. Because obviously it, you stopped working and kind yeah. of needed something to fill your time. Very and to go in from something that's so people go to watch to enjoy and so yeah. lucky and the jazz yeah. hands and this and the other to I'm dealing with dead people. How, how do we how do we get there? Please explain to me, MJ. Twist. I'm so finished. So to get morbid with you all, <laughs> I have always been interested in the process of what happens after a person has passed away. Um, I think being black and being from a Caribbean background, funerals and death has never been something that is taboo or morbid to talk about. Like I remember being taken to funerals with my grandparents if they're looking after me. Like lucky yeah. was nothing. Yeah, um, yeah. Obviously, I always had a choice if I wanted to go or not, but I've always just been okay with. It's never really yeah. been a, a de- not a depressing thing, but it was like it's a celebration. You know, of life also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a celebration. Like I could count on maybe two fingers the amount of time I wore black to a family's funeral. Like we always dress in bright colours, so I've never really associated it with it being a negative, a, a sad day. Yeah. And, um, I have a family friend who owns her own funeral directors and obviously the pandemic hit and I was like, I love my job so much. I love to perform. I love being on stage that I cannot go and work in retail or in a supermarket. Like, I, I can't do that to myself. I can't do it. <laughs> I was like, what job will fulfill me? And I was just looking around and I was like, you know what? I've always been interested in what a funeral director does. I had this opportunity to reach out to a family funeral director. So I did, and she has been amazing. She runs her own business called Bronze Ash in East London. And she's really just been showing me the ropes. And I thought, I want to train to be a funeral director because in the long run, in long term, like goals of mine would be to do it full time. Really? I would also not want to pay all the money to do the training and then be scared and be like, oh, I can't do it. Like, no. yeah, so yeah, yeah. let me go and see what, if I like it and which I do. And I've kind of paralleled it to my life now as in, I see it as a show. 
sounds a bit crazy, but it is it is a show. Like I am running a one woman show. You get to um not dress up sounds so wrong, but you're presenting the, the deceased or your client, I call them my client, in their best light before their send off. You're communicating with families. I'm a people person. I love to just be around people and uplift them. You get to do that with families. You get to help them in that transition, which can be really difficult. They go through different stages of grief. Every customer is different, but it's just, I don't know. It feels like my way of giving back in a strange way, but yeah, it's not, I don't find it scary. Obviously all cases are different, but yeah. And also someone has to do it. Yeah. Someone does have to do it. I I couldn't. I'm such an emotional person. I'd start bawling. Yeah. Like children and I couldn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I literally couldn't. And then I'd hear about how they died and then I'd yeah. be like, oh God. Like they'd send me it's, home every day. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... hard sometimes to separate like your actual feelings to what's going on. Because obviously you want to be a support system. But that's why I say you just gotta come home and compartmentalise because otherwise you will go crazy. <laughs> really? Do you think yeah, so? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that yeah, that was. That's, so that's what I do. So I'm a funeral director by day, and then I love it. I I've never, I've never met anyone with <laughs> that could do that. Like, I will never run out of work. Like this, it's the most sustainable thing in my mind that I've ever done. Because I'm like, well, people pass away all the time. All the time, yeah. I won't be out of work, and the theaters keep shutting down. So you know, you got no for real. I think that's everyone's biggest worry about being in the arts, and I think that's why everyone kind of gave up their dream during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Like we're going into year three now. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, can you imagine? Actually, is it year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we started what last March. Yeah, it's basically like. Yeah, it's been two whole years oh. hitting. <laughs> you can't even like no, the no. idea of like people going out of work and what rule really scare people. Yeah, so I think it does shy people away from that. Yeah, so it's just another. I'm glad that it's something that I enjoy and that fulfills me, but it is also a business move as well because I'm like I can't not have a way of surviving. Like, yeah, 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 hundred and ten percent. Do you feel like that's something that everyone needs to think about? Everyone always needs a contingency plan when going. Oh into yeah, art. I've always been big on if you fail to prepare, you prepare to fail. That's like my my mantra. Yeah. Like, if I know there's something I can do to have a backup plan, I'm gonna do it, or I've yeah. already done it. <laughs> I just yeah, that is like one of my biggest fears: just not knowing what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember being in uni and they'd be like, you need a contingency plan. I'm like, why? Why is this going to fail? Like, yeah, if I'm going to do this, gonna this gonna, mm. yeah, I'm like, this is going to work. And they're like, yeah. no, like, you don't no. know what's going to happen. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, literally, <laughs> literally, because I graduated during the pandemic, like, oh, and it was gosh. really sitting in the corner waiting for me, like, yeah. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, so, yeah, no, that is, that is interesting. And it's true, like, people do die all the time. Yeah, it's, it's as really mad fun. as it is to even yeah. say out loud. So yeah, no, it's actually so crazy. Um, yeah, what would you say? What would be your one piece of advice for somebody wanting to get into the arts? Oh, um, well, literally just said it. If you prepare to fail, no. If you prepare to fail, no. If you fail to prepare, you prepare, prepare you to, fail fail. to fail. Wow. Yeah. Um, if you don't put in that work, if you know that there's things that you could improve on, 
if you don't go to that jazz lesson, if you don't attend your singing lessons, if you don't fix your mind and just be, you can't then be surprised if things don't work out for you. Obviously, the impossible does happen sometimes, but you can prevent those things or prolong bad things happening by preparing to do the best. Um, that would be my advice. And just research. Like, it's all there for you. You've got Google. You've got a phone. You've got the world is your oyster. If, if you've got those two things, you can do anything because the information is out there. And don't be afraid to ask. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not be afraid to ask because someone out there must have must have the answer or the answer might be inside you already and you just got to oh, be lost yourself yeah oh, daddy daddy you gotta prepare what is your advice for somebody that's just coming out of uni or college and they're like where do I go what do I do and um, so I would say again use the search engine if and this goes for any job not just um theater or being in the industry mm. use the search engine look up what what places are hiring hiring sounds weird where is where's auditioning or if there's any open cast calls Mm. if you want to go down the route of getting an agent which again I stress having an agent is amazing but you do not need one if that's the case you need to put a showreel together get a couple of friends who are also in the industry film some scenes get a showreel get um a vocal reel that you can record yourself singing and send it to agents like there's always there's always a way to do these things and I feel like people don't talk about it enough um you do not need to go to drama school to be in the industry there's so many people that I could list that they haven't trained but they used their initiative they went to that open call they showed up for themselves and they're doing amazing things so yeah yeah that would be my advice prepare (laughs) I love that do you know what actually thinking of going off the back of that is networking mm. like I think as I've gotten older what I've appreciated how much networking can yeah. get your foot in a door mm-hmm. like really knowing somebody having a conversation putting yourself yeah. out there I went to an event that my friend was holding last mm. Thursday and the amount of people that turned up and I was like oh who are you here to support or whatever and they were like I'm just here yeah. And I was thinking, God, like I could never, like I won't just turn up to something. Yeah. And they're yeah. like, no, I just go to these things all the time. Like, I'm like, oh, that's yeah. sick. Like, yeah. like, and do you know what I mean? And I'm swapping Instagrams or whatever and seeing what yeah. they're working on. Or what, and and I'm thinking, if I start this now, like whatever it could be, do you know what I mean? I don't know where these people are going to go, what they're going to do, right. and where we can uplist each other. So, mm-hmm. yeah, networking. And it's like, so what is the saying? Oh, there is a, a saying around networking. Your network is your net worth or something like yes. that. Yeah. Like, I think that's massive in, mm-hmm. in this industry, 110%. Yeah. It's so true, because your name could be indoors that you don't even realise. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's literally. True. Where? What's next for you? So, what is next? where are you going? What are you what doing? I'm hoping that the theatre's open back up again. <laughs> promise. Um, but right now, I'm really content with doing theatre, um, musicals, straight plays, TV, feel like, I just feel like, again, I'm preparing for anything so that whatever comes my way, I'm ready for. Mm. Um, so what's next for me is I'm still contracted in the show that I'm in. Um, 
until next September. So if you're ever in London, you fancy watching the Book of Mormon, it is a great show, great people, great um, cast, great creative team. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm still in that show, and hopefully we'll be auditioning and just just looking forward and trying to be optimistic about whatever happens. I don't want to be like. I don't jinx anything because I don't know what's going to happen, which is, mm. again, it's this <laughs> pandemic. You, you feel like you can't plan ahead. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because things could be taken away like that. But I'll just say, I'm preparing for anything. You'll be finding me at Pineapple, doing these dance lessons. You'll see me at my singing teacher's house. <sighs> giving it a belt. Just so that whatever is next for me, I'm ready for it. I'm ready to go. I love yeah. that. Um, my final question that I ask everybody that joins me on the podcast. Name me three people that entertain you, inspire you, educate you, and feed your soul. Amazing. So the first person, and so can you say the list again? <laughs> entertain you, inspire you, educate you, and feed your soul. They can do all four things. They can do yeah. just one. I was going to say, so this first person does the second and third thing (laughs) she inspires and she educates me i was like "Mm, um yeah she inspires and she educates her name is miss deborah i think i've called her that since i was four years old she'll probably be like you can call me deb but miss deborah respecting respecting the name right always (laughs) she has honestly been such a influence on my life and how to be an independent successful businesswoman because I think everyone like we said before they think oh you're just in the industry you're an actor or an actress no this is my my body and my being is my craft that that is my job so I think she's just a very good example of hard work and dedication she runs her own drama school um which has been so successful like her alumni is crazy and as much as it takes a village and she's got a good support system, she is the moment. <laughs> like, mm. she's incredible. Just, she'll be sending you emails at one o'clock in the morning. You're like, um, <laughs> you not sleep? Or like, just always on it. Very reliable and has just shown how to be a very good businesswoman. Like, I, yeah, I couldn't yeah. imagine not of crossing paths with this lady and 20 years later I'm 24 now still such a big part of my life yeah still such a big part of my little sister's life a little sister who is now like meandering into the industry and just really really cares for her her children and her craft and yeah if I could be a fraction of that woman (laughs) I'd be a happy one shout Um, out Miss Deborah right shout out Miss Deborah I would say inspires me I'm gonna say myself because I love that just because because I think we've all if I don't inspire myself I can't expect for example I have a little sister like I just said I can't expect to uplift the younger generation I started working at a school over the summer and even though it was summer but that school we had we was there all the time (laughs) Um, and just being able to put what I've learned in my life in a lesson plan for children and then reciprocate it and me seeing them putting these lessons into practice I think that is just if I do anything in this life that has made me proud so I would say inspiring and I just love to see children they are tomorrow so just them oh 
being themselves and being a good version of themselves. Yeah. Through the good and bad. Love that. And entertain, gotta be my homegirl, Miss Ari Lennox. Love her. Yes. As in, I'm in her 0.01% of Spotify (laughs) listeners this year. When that came gift wrap to me, I said, you see the vision. Oh my God, we love her. She is incredible. Her personality, her lyrics, just everything about her. She's a beautiful woman in and out. I'm saying this like I know her. <laughs> but we're waiting for a concert. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she entertains me. She entertains me. And I feel like I should have said something on musical theatre. But like I said, I'm the least industry Yay. industry person you'll ever meet. <laughs> I love it. But I also have a life outside of that. And Ari Lennox is my life. <laughs> no. I feel like we need to manifest having Ari Lennox on the podcast. <laughs> we need to have a chat with her i love yeah. her oh she's just such a beautiful soul really really and truly truly that is oh, it. i love she's, it she's so she's just authentically authentically herself yeah yeah yeah, like, yeah. there's no In filter there's no like need to people please and i think that is a big thing especially being young post-grad you want to say the right thing all the time or yeah but that's not the case you're a human and she is very much so that. She's very much a human who just does what she does and enjoys it and makes money yeah. from it. And she's good at it. Yeah. Neatly say that. I'm a big believer in, like, when you have a passion, the money will come. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you'll just make it work. Yeah. And that's the yeah. thing. I think even listening to some of her, like, um, when she's been on a podcast or watching some of her clips on YouTube, this is all very recent. Like her coming up is very recent, but she has been putting it work yeah. for decades. And she's just like, wow. Respect yeah, it. yeah, yeah. She's a Respect prime example it. of that, definitely. Yeah. Thank you for joining me, MJ. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure picking at your brains. Lovely. I've loved it. I've loved it. Yay. Thank you for joining me, guys, through all 10 episodes of my first season. Ooh. That is a wrap. <laughs> I'm gassed. I love it. Um, I will be back in the new year. Make sure you follow on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, anywhere that streams a podcast. MJ, plug your socials. Where can everyone find you? You can find me at MJAE underscore LDN on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, that's my socials. I do not quote everything I say on there. (laughs) I'm just there to have fun. (laughs) You know? (laughs) That's like my Twitter, you know. In fact, I think I slowed down for that reason. I just thought, you know, as I get older, I can't have people searching my Twitter. Having casting directors like, oh, I just followed you. I'm like, I do. Don't. Don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. Follow me at Jadeisha on Twitter and Instagram. And I will catch you lot next year. Have a good New Year's. I love you all. Over and out.